0: I'm glad that we're sort of getting into this era now of like Asian himbos where we have a lot of characters who are like dumb buff hot and like (laughs) everyone's like oh he's the hot guy at the high school whatever it's like that's cool Um, just like any other facet of representation I think there's a lot more room for not all of us have to be dumb. You know what I mean? But I think it's a step yeah. in the right direction to just be like, okay, we've got like a hundred years of film media to like catch up on. And so I, I think that we're heading in the right direction. But like for my generation, if I, if I were single and I had to go out on the dating scene, I'm sure I would run into a woman who still has like a breakfast at Tiffany's poster on her wall. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that means that she grew up with that conception of what Asian men are like. And do you really yeah. think she's going to see me as a dating prospect? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I don't, yeah, it's like, it's hard to talk about because like, I don't want to come off like I'm complaining or like. Bingo. Like, That's like the risky thing. And like the scary thing about publishing essays
0: like that is that it's so easy to conflate it with like men's rights activism. It's such a yeah. fine line. And it's like, you know, I, there is always that caveat when I'm writing things like that, or just like, this is not about like me feeling like I'm entitled to sex. This is about me feeling like I don't have a fair shot. Whereas, yeah. you know, If I walk into a bar with myself and let's say I'm dressed like a 10 and my white friend who like same height, same weight, same build, same hair color, like everything else being equal and he's dressed like a five, he's probably still going to talk to more people. And that's really, it's like, it's this fine distinction where it's like, I'm not saying that like I deserve anything other than like an equal opportunity. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well speaking of the opposite of men's rights Japanese <laughs> breakfast
2: Let's start the episode
1: Click
3: Remember that record that you bought me Like two years ago Well I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet So I called you up Just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen Why
2: don't you come over and talk about it? Why don't you come over and talk about it?
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the show where we're always nice to each other, uh, called (laughs) I've Been Mean to Listen to That. Uh, I'm Andrew, the show where we uh, listen to albums we've been mean to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Lamentato.
3: I'm Harper Thompson.
1: And I'm Stanley Philippe. That's right. And, oh boy, uh, this is so, so exciting. Uh, we got this great guest here we're going to talk to and uh, learn and maybe maybe learn a thing or two from uh, man. Uh, you might know him from <laughs> Orange is the New... <laughs> What? I, I, I
0: just, it's like, you just sit at the bar so high. You're like, here comes like a guru with a bunch of wisdom. to still, it's like, I don't know, man. I came here to talk about an album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you might know him from Orange is the New Black and uh, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock's Mr. Mayor. You, I might know him from looking at him right now in this interview. It's Mike Capilon, everybody. Yay. yay. yay.
0: Hi. Ooh, Hello. We.
1: Wee. <laughs> hi mike uh hi, thanks uh, for having me yeah we are not the same like uh <laughs> the, the people listening and me um but hey everybody uh not and, and hey hey, mike uh it's so nice to meet you Likewise. Uh, yeah uh what is i want to hear a little bit about what type of music you listen to what's your music consumption history throughout the years
0: sure yeah great question um I feel like, um, the, the shortest possible answer is emo. Um, (laughs) Mm. like I, I feel like, I don't know how old everyone in this room is. I'm 33 and I feel like for my generation, it was like everyone had that sort of hot topic phase in high school. Uh, I never grew out of that. That's kind of still what I listen to. I it's, I mean, like it's emo is such like a, a loaded word, you know what I mean? But anything under the umbrella of like punk post hardcore metal, emo uh it's all sort of like that's that's where I live um mm-hmm. and you know I I have appreciation for a lot of other stuff but that's that's where like my my preference lies you know what I mean um I which I feel like you know of course there's like room for like pop and hip hop and country i recently fell in love with country um mm. but like when I want like comfort food like what I want to listen to on like uh, the drive home after a long day I'm going to rock and roll
1: bands. What is it about emo and emo rock and rock that is like so comforting for you? I don't know. It's do you ask this to everyone? I feel like it's so hard to like (laughs) articulate. Like,
0: why do you like this genre of music? It's like, (laughs) I don't know, man. It kind of just like speaks to me. Um, Yeah, I I'm not much of a. uh this is going to make me sound crazy. I'm not much of a lyrics person. They're like That's some okay. of my no. yeah, favorite songs I've listened to for my whole life. I'm like, I still don't really know the words, you know? And so uh, my brain leans more toward like interesting music. And so things that are uh, like hip hop by by nature is a little repetitive, right? You're you're forming a beat. And so it's like the same thing. And there, you know, there are ways to break it up and stuff. But I, I think the same thing with like pop music. Pop music generally four four time signatures you know three four chords and it's like okay i kind of got it after like a bar or two and so i think that and and i'm also not smart enough to glom completely onto the other end of the spectrum which is like freeform jazz you know what i mean like <laughs> i like jazz is cool every once in a while but i can't really like if the music's going all over the place i can't really like
4: there's nothing My, to grab as onto. i would call music people pretend to like Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Just, that's fair. Hey, I like it. Yeah. I
0: yeah. I, I do too. There's there's room for it. I'm
4: about you right now, Andrew, for Reddit. <laughs> so get ready for that. Check out your um, favorites subreddits everywhere. Oh. I,
0: it's like I feel like if I'm watching a movie and jazz this is the soundtrack. I'm like in. I'm like yeah, I love this soundtrack. I'm gonna listen to it twice after the movie ends, and then I'll kind of be done with it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Not but like, so in, I, I think that like. Yeah, <laughs> um. So I think that rock and roll is sort of like a, a happy medium where it's like there's there's variation in the instrumentation. You know what I mean? You can you can tease apart different instruments doing different things. Yeah. Um, as far as like popular music goes, and um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of it keeps me engaged.
1: So we're here to talk about like Japanese breakfast and her album Jubilee. Uh, and uh, the other question I want to ask you, Mike, is we want I want to hear a little bit about. Uh, just briefly, your relationship. I I pre, yeah, I imagine you get the yes. You get asked a, a variation of this question every so often. But like, what is your relationship to your ethnic identity, your racial identity, and like, how do you, especially as an actor? I imagine it's like this whole thing too. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I think especially as an act. That's where it comes up the most is in the arena of acting, where people are like, "What's it like to be Asian Hollywood?" Which is like, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I don't know, I I feel like I go through waves of feeling like it's important and also being really fucking over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like when I was coming up, the big question was like, are women funny? And you'd have to watch these <laughs> stupid interviews with like female comedians who would just like, they have we to do funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's so dehumanizing to sit there and justify your own existence. And so it's like, I go through phases where I'm like, I'm happy to talk about this. Let's do it. And I feel like every May I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do a bunch of these interviews and that's fine. That's great. But then I'm also like, can we talk about anything else? You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like with my own identity, I feel like growing up, I was very much like a, like I wanted to be white. And I think that's something that is near universal for, at least for our generation. I feel like maybe Gen Z again, they're like changing things and that's great. But Um, yeah, I, I like didn't want to do family things. I didn't want to, you know, eat my people's food, wear my people's clothes, hang out with other people who look like me. And it's only been as an adult where I've kind of like come back around to like wanting to reconnect to that side of myself. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's complicated. It's messy. There's like this whole dance of emotions around it and I think that ultimately it's important. And if it's like, if this is the struggle of my lifetime as like an Asian actor, just be like, okay, I'm going to like be the face, uh, one of the faces of like Filipinos in Hollywood. And I'm going to write these stories and act in these stories. And it's like, cool. I hope that three generations from now, like Filipinos in Hollywood don't have to do this. You know what I mean? Where they can just kind of be whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I'm happy to to take on that burden right now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, and like, I, I'm just going to speak for myself a little bit. It's like, I, I really resonate with like, it matters and it like, I've, I'm also over it at the same time. Whereas like, I am like these days, like, cause I grew up like pretty similar and just like, I'm Korean American and I just like wanted to be accepted by quote unquote white people, even though I, but I think broadly more so it's just, and this, we'll talk about this with this album and the book and stuff is like, it's just a broader desire for acceptance. It's a broader desire to fit in a place and belong, and all this stuff. And yeah, I, I just, I just like um, it's. This month has been great, like because it's just like, oh wow, a lot of people like feel the same way. A lot of people, and it's such a like a can be such an isolating thing. So yeah, that's that's a good side of being asked to like do a bunch of AAPI month things. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: it's it's a weird thing to bond over be like, oh, you also feel ostracized. Let's be ostracized together. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Before we get started, like who here has like read, read and finished the book, like crying in Hmart. So I did uh, we got Harper oh, here. One.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did I finished it. I finished it. Um, okay so we'll like kind of like um I think it'll inform the conversation. It won't like yeah. be the whole thing. I for uh, the record I I started it. and i just i didn't finish he's holding up the book
0: i yeah i can we talk about reading habits i'm such a bad yeah yeah. it's so hard for me to get in the habit of reading every day and it's not because Mm -hmm. i don't enjoy it there's a stack this laptop is sitting on a stack of books i keep my office (laughs) i just like (laughs) yeah yeah these are the things i mean to read but um i like every night i'm like there's another stack on my bedside table and i'm like i'm gonna read before bed and then i stare at my phone and i fall asleep and it's um so i i i got the book from my local library uh, mm. shout out to the lo- los angeles oh, public wow. library how did
3: you get it Sick. i was like uh i tried to get it on Libby, and it was like mm-hmm. oh it's a 12 week wait for oh. so.
0: yeah i i don't um fuck with ebooks uh Wow. I, I need the paper. I also don't really fuck with audiobooks, books, which
3: wow. again,
0: yeah. slows me down. It would be faster <laughs> if I listened to an audiobook.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did this as an audio
0: Yeah. No, but I just, I prefer paper. So I, um, uh, Los Angeles public library has a great website where you can just see which branches have them in stock. And I just went and got it.
5: Mike, it's funny. Uh, I'm in a book club and every month I'm like, okay, I'm going to go buy this book. I'm going to read the book. And every month I'm like, wow, the book club is mean a day in a day or two and so that I listen to the audio book <laughs> and be like all right I'm caught up I read yeah. the book <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm like you yeah. like I rather I'd much rather have it the actual paper it, there's something about reading words versus having somebody else kind of to storytell yeah. for me you know
0: I think for me it's like um I'm a big like re-reader like I'll go back on a sentence and read it like two or three times to really oh, yeah. like soak it in so like my comprehension goes down if you're reading it to me right. like I'll get the general gist of it if it's like you know, a cheesy paperback novel where the details don't matter. I'm just there for the story. Then like, sure, let's audio book it up but for this, where it's like, this is a memoir. This is the words here mean a lot to this person. I want to soak it in. I'm like, I kind of need the paper.
1: Mm. That's the one part. Like I, so I listened to the audiobook and like I had a, for me personally, my journey was with reading books. Like I had to get over just like, I should be reading paper. I should be (laughs) reading a paper thing, you know, like, like my ancestors. It's it's like more, it's like, it's like more like I had to get over that and just like, Hey, if I'm consuming this information that I'm getting smarter Mm -hmm. and I'm like becoming more empathetic and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, I got, I I listened to a lot of podcasts anyway. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty much the same thing. Um, But the thing I'm missing from just, like, reading a book is if I don't write it down, like, on my notes app, then I just, like, it kind of all – I I can't, like – oh, I like that phrasing. What chapter mm-hmm. is it? I had to, like, mm-hmm. go, like, four hours and thirty-three right, seconds. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's, like, a little harder. Um, so, uh, let's Andrew, talk... Okay. The way my answer's read, uh, they had a
4: gondolier read them, or tell them stories, basically. They, didn't, they couldn't read <laughs> oh, so... wow, wow. It wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I just want to pass some of my, my heritage on to you. Like, my <laughs> so...
1: Not dream, a, but <laughs> the I to share. All right, so... <laughs> So, yeah, like let's talk about Japanese breakfast then. Um, What are, what, uh, let's start with Mike. What is your preconceived notions on Japanese breakfast?
0: Okay, I was talking to a friend about this recently. I, I knew about Japanese breakfast before the book.
2: And oh.
0: I was talking, yeah, okay, I didn't know if that, that was a reaction. My friend had the opposite <laughs> reaction. They're like, oh, I heard of Michelle Zahner, the author, and then found out she does this little side project called mm-hmm. Japanese Breakfast, which is um, crazy to me because I- Japanese Breakfast is like in the realm of like indie rock. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And so like I I first heard Be Sweet because Michelle Zahner is friends with um, the singer of this band Mannequin Pussy, who's another like Philly punk band band. Oh, and yeah. I love that, that. Like I love mannequin pussy, and they posted about like, oh, Missy from our band is in the music video for B Sweet from uh, Japanese everybody I was like, oh, cool. So it's just like I. I when I heard that the book was coming out, I was like, oh, cool. This person from this band is writing a book. And suddenly it was like every it, you know, it's like a New York Times bestseller. And I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. That like to me, in my head, the the order of operations was like an indie artist from Philly is now a New York Times bestselling author. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I, I like it kind of reminds me of like childish gamb like Donald Glover, childish Gambino, <laughs> yeah. that thing a little bit. Yeah. Where like there's like two sides, like the pop queen Japanese breakfast and then mm-hmm. the NPR darling mm-hmm. Michelle's Honor and like where like Donald Glover, the artist, Childish Gambino, the musicians are extensions of Donald Glover, the person basically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like it's just a, to like compartmentalize them and say like, oh, what it's like. They're so different is like kind of. a. But uh, what about you, Harper? What's your preconceived notions on Japanese breakfast or and or history?
3: Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of the indie girls, you know, it's kind of my main genre. So I've, I've listened to Japanese records for a while. I wasn't like a huge fan, really. I like, I I listened to her, but I, I wasn't like, you know, in depth until Jubilee came out and I do have it on vinyl and I do, it is in rotation quite a bit. So I was, I was pretty ready for this one. Yeah. But I'm a fan. Yeah.
5: Stanley. Where are you? At? Okay, I, I just want to preface this by saying, like, I feel like every episode I'm on, I'm like, oh yeah, I never heard of this band or or I never listened to anything. <laughs> but but the reason why is because I'm I'm like a touch older than I think everyone, just a little bit. And growing up in Canada, A, eh, we listened to a lot of or at least my friends, a lot of underground hip hop. So when it comes to um my childhood or my younger days and understanding music. The, the hip-hop we listen to really framed that. And I, I could be a bit of a, a historian when it comes to hip-hop. So all that being said, uh, I heard of Japanese Breakfast before this. I never really kind of listened, listened. But I, but I knew of the band. And I was like, you know what? I, I should be way more um, aware of certain indie bands or indie rock bands. So I was really excited to do a deeper dive into this album and and learn more. So my short answer is, I didn't know shit, Okay. But I am glad I do know some shit now.
3: I'm also just imagining you as like Robin Sparkles and how I met your mother. How they have everything like ten years late. <laughs> yes, Yeah. This is like,
1: uh, yeah, we're like, we're like, um, Stanley will listen to this album in like 2000, like 23, 33,
3: 2023, um, this but- year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Michael, where
4: are you at? Uh, okay, so my partner listens to a lot of the indie girls. Uh, he likes a lot of... Uh, Men I Trust is a band he really, really likes. So uh, We're going to actually be seeing them. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have seen them already, but we're seeing them up in Canada. We're going to Seattle, and we're going to pop on over to Vancouver, and we're going to see them in wow. Vancouver. Wow! Uh-huh. That's like in a week from today, so we're very excited. But all that being said, Men I Trust is very adjacent to Japanese breakfast and, uh, he, it will come on. Like he'll put on a radio of the songs. So I've heard a lot of these songs through osmosis. And I know like, you know how, if you're riding with someone, you pick music that you'll both want to listen to, not just music. You want to listen to. (laughs) 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 I can't Uh, relate to that. uh, Never mind that I'm a piece of shit. Anything I've experienced. (laughs) No, no, but when you uh, pick music, "Be Sweet" and Kokomo, Indiana, are both songs that I'll pick that Hayden will be like, "Ooh, love this song," and I'm like, "Me (laughs) too," you know, like we're both just sitting there liking the same songs. So I that's how I became familiar with the album. I actually mm, didn't know about her book. Is that bad? Should I have known about this? (laughs) Am I I not it. to it's okay it's yeah, okay i, I wasn't um, looking at
1: my text this week so <laughs> it's okay it's okay um yeah i i like like i was talking about like i knew there was like two sides like um i knew that was michelle's honor and japanese breakfast and i was aware of both of them and i knew that she had success in both fields but and like this was 2021 was the year where it just like it kind of like blew up for her and she kind of like got like mainstream ish success. Um, but I did not know how they connected. I did not know how they were. They did not feel of the same person because I knew be sweet and Kokomo, Indiana. And like, those are such pleasant wonderful songs and like hearing about like, you know, like having her, she has this mem, this very like beautiful memoir about like her mother, like slowly like dying and like of cancer and it's like i don't i don't know how these two like connect um so like part of the episode the joy of this episode is like putting them together and then also i saw her first of all like i knew that like Friend of the show and friend of mine, uh, Adam Schatz, uh, played saxophone on three of these songs uh, and plays in the live band, too. And I met him after the show and it was like so cool. Like uh, I met him after like uh, Pitchfork, the Pitchfork uh, Music Festival in Chicago. So I knew that. But uh i and i saw her perform at pitchfork before i listened to the album so it's like kind of that situation where you are watching a band and you like them but you don't know any of the songs so you're just like dancing and vibing and like kind of enjoying yourself but not retaining what the song is about it's like all just like noise i i enjoy the show but it was like so i was like really looking forward to that too i'm just like oh man i'm really excited to listen to that so yeah let's let let's briefly like talk a little bit about Crying in H Mart. Harper and I, we read it and we really enjoyed <laughs> it. it. Like We did the... We understood the assignment. <laughs> so like,
4: uh,
5: I had no way of knowing that she had a book before this. So <laughs> And, I, and so. I knew Michael didn't know and I didn't want to leave Michael by himself, so... <laughs> i sacrifice my Thanks, pleasure Emily. you're welcome michael <laughs> thank you i appreciate you being there for and, and
1: mike like went to the library and rented the book but chose to read out of i solidarity. really tried <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> um but like yeah let's let's talk like i want to talk to a little bit of, to harper about this like what is what and and i'll share my thoughts too but um what struck you about read like we don't have to like do a whole thing but like what struck you about reading this book
3: yeah as you read it? i i will say so i for, i didn't mention earlier as part of my you know my knowledge of of Michelle's honor Japanese breakfast. Um, I am like I've I've been low key trying to get into Bookstagram. I want to I want to break into the arena of Bookstagram. And so uh, everyone and their mother, it feels like, has read this book. Like I feel like I'm the last person on the planet who has not read this book. So you're not I, you're not you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but I I I feel like I've been. I don't know why putting it off. I guess maybe I just wasn't in the mood for a memoir for like, I don't know, two years, but I'm here now and I read it and I feel really good now that I've read it. And it is as good as everyone says. It's just like, everyone just keep, it's It's also one of those things where everyone says something is really good. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's good, but you know, it's good for me. But then I read it and I feel like everyone was right. Um, it's, yeah. it's just really like deeply felt you know, and it's really well composed. Like I feel like it's, it's mostly linear, but the way that she kind of weaves, weaves it together also does feel like the way you would go along with a train of thought, you know? So she's Mm -hmm. um, going, going in order and then something will make her think of, you know, a time when she was in middle school and had a different interaction with her mother and like things like that. And so I just really like the way she put it together and I also think she's a wonderful writer. I yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great.
1: Well, I'll tell you why I didn't read the book until like you know this time. Like, is because it's about her mom dying. It's like I don't <laughs> want to read that. You know, it's so and and, yeah. and that and also confronting. Uh, you know, it's been difficult to like confront racial identity. Like, there's a lot of shame there. There's a lot of like, oh, I should have done this earlier. Uh, I should have done this like in my early twenties or something like that. So there is that. And, um, yeah, I, I, first, yeah, I, I really agree with you on like her being an incredible writer. She's like a great, like if people, for people who don't know what this book is, um, including Michael, like for people who don't know what this book is, it's like a memoir about like Michelle's honor is like, uh, a mixed like she's mixed white and Korean like her dad is white and her mother is Korean and like when she was like 25 like her mom got diagnosed with cancer and so she went home to like take care of her and at one point like and just like watching her deteriorate like just like that perception of like when someone dies like in movie when people die in movies they just like just suddenly die but in this case it's like the slowly just like Losing hope, slowly, just like being more and more demoralized and stuff like that. And Oof, uh, I don't yeah. want to read that at all. I, I, I will <laughs> say, but I, it's great. But, but, but here's, the thing, <laughs> really here's the thing that she does. To, here's the thing that she does is like, like Harper was saying, uh, and just like her music, there's like this buoyancy to it. Like she knows when to like burrow deeper, deeper into like this really personal story of like, like her mother losing her hair and stuff like that, and then she going this reminds me of this story where and then she lets off the gas a little bit like so that you could breathe and so you know. go, i'm like, too affected by media andrew we've, we've we we know that my uh i cried at shazam i can't read this <laughs> i can't read this <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i recommend it for like just any human being like genuinely but um,
0: i do th- unless the- i'm mistaken i do think that the the first chapter, the titular chapter is, it was originally an essay in, I don't know, yeah, like the New York th- or something. So you, that's can, right. yes. you can read the first chapter just online. And if you don't like it, then don't read the rest. of it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, she's just such a great writer. Like uh, she's a great prose writer. Like there's a line, it's just like, they're just lines that just like smack you in the face. Like some of her songwriting does. Like she's in one line, she's like, such was puberty, one big masochistic jokes, and the halfway house of middle school. Or there's another line I really liked where she said, she squinted at me like I was a smudge on a lens. And I'm like, oh, I know how that feels. I know how like how that feels. And like if I were to write a memoir, it wouldn't be as good where <laughs> I'd be like – my Cabalon stared at me with his <laughs> sinewy gaze, <laughs> black cuticles of uh, <laughs> hair cascading from his head. I'm like, <laughs> I'm
0: like, know, oh, no, this not that good. Um, I think that she's also. I, I mean, you know, I haven't read the whole thing, <laughs> but like on top of the um, the language, you know, we're, we're complimenting the the prose, but like mm-hmm. the the actual insight itself is, I think, That's like. Right you know, as an artist, that's arguably what you're paid to do. is just like, how do you look at the world? And she had this thing in there. I, I've i seen so many Asian artists talk about like, um, like they get hurt and their parents are, their first response is anger and not nurturing. You know what I mean? I've seen that covered a million times, but she has it. I should have written it down. She has this line in there that's something like, um but like her mom is just concerned 10 steps ahead. You know, mm. it's not like uh it, she was like, like I fell down a tree and the first thing my mom started screaming, it was like, now you're going to have a scar there for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Which is like its own form of caring. It's it's such a, I I feel like everyone's first thought is always like my mom yelled at me and I didn't like it, which is like, of course, you're a kid. That's a valid thought. But I think that Michelle Zahner's insight is really great there, which is that like I understand where she's coming from. Like mm-hmm. I'm her property and she's trying to take care of her property.
1: You know what I mean? But there's also like she's there's an element of like her forgiving her mother for the time she fell short. Like there's a scene in the book where the, the mom was like, "I got an abortion after you because you were so much trouble." Like when she was there's <laughs> the heat of an argument. Like the she chose the worst time to like really stick it in her and like um like really hurt uh, Michelle. And then like uh, so it's like forgiving her a little bit, but also. Forgiving herself for the times like, oh, I was a handful. I was. And like, there is like obviously some dynamics that are like complicated because a child is innocent on some level, but also it, it is a human connection relationship and stuff like that. It's like really, it's, it, I think she navigates this stuff in a really interesting way. Yeah, let's, let's I, I, I'm sure it'll come up naturally when we talk about like the actual album and stuff. What do you, let's go into themes of Jubilee. So, uh, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, let's talk about this album. What do you think are some themes of this album? It sounds so fucking generic to be like love and loss,
0: but it's like (laughs) kind of, yeah, you know, Uh, a lot of these songs are are love songs and um, songs about wanting connection and and having it and, and how to deal with it. And there's only one, surprisingly, only one song that sort of is directly about like being in a hospital with someone, which is, uh, you know, there are other bands who make whole albums out of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm less of, I I literally had to like, look up the lyrics every song to read to be like, Oh, that's what this song is about. You know what I mean? Cause like my brain doesn't naturally attune to it while I'm listening. Um, but that's what I picked up
1: on. Yeah. I I think like to like delve into that a little deeper is like the idea that this album is her like one line, elevator pitch on this album is it's an album about joy, Um, which is like super like catchy and stuff like that. You could like market it in a cool way, but it's like, it's an album about joy the same way, like life of Pablo's a, a gospel album in that it's like kind of, it's an album about joy from a person who experienced this, spent seven years grieving and is like, now she's trying to like, okay, what does it mean to, be joyful and then like so the version she tries to the definition she tries comes up with is like being joyful isn't actually just only positive emotions it's actually letting yourself feel the breath of human humanity the breath of human emotions and having the freedom to do so and then it goes into well, what is freedom? Like, is it better to be in bondage in some situations? Like, a relationship is bondage, like, you know, being obligated to your family, being obligated to uh, your partner. And then it like oscillates like that. Like, what is freedom? What is joy? What is freedom? What is joy? And that power, that motor, that powers the album in a sense
5: yeah for me it's like it's it's a it's about release like it's it's really releasing the the pressure the responsibility of of joy and of pain and just kind of saying like you know accepting that you're going to experience both and so when you're experiencing one joy enjoy it and when you're experiencing the other then know that the joy can come around again and yeah i I, I, know, I know we can't jump in yet, but I kind of want to jump into it now because of what Mike said, yeah, right? It's yeah, about but- like love and loss. And I I am uh, in a relationship now where I'm in this moment of like absolute love. I hope she's not hearing this, but, but like I, I love my <laughs> partner so much. And it's like this album, when it is being joyful, it made me feel so happy to have her. And then when there were moments where it was, Alluding to loss or allowing loss to be explored, it made me so fearful of, oh shit, like, what if, like, what if I love her too Mm -hmm. hard that she goes away? You know, like things, those feelings really kind of came up listening to this album at at certain points. And so it's that, again, it goes back for me, it goes back to releasing, releasing the fear and releasing the, the timestamp on joy. Oh, this, is so good. <laughs> this is this is why Stedley's uh, one of our clothes. Uh Harper,
1: <laughs> like what do you think of this album?
3: Um, yeah, no, yeah, joy is a big one. Um, I think also um like relationships are kind of a big topic throughout the album. And so there's like kind of different things. A lot of it is kind of like narratives about relationships. It's not really, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really seem specifically about hers. Like there's different kinds of stories, like you know, in, I don't know if we're getting into examples yet, but like Kokomo in Indiana is like about a specific story. Shallow,
1: good boy. Yeah yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Savage, good boy. And um, yeah, and even posing in bondage, like a lot of them are like stories about couples, but not necessarily like reflective, you know, introspective. Yeah. So just the different kinds of uh, elements of a relationship.
1: And uh Michael, what do you think? Uh... <laughs> 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 no, I uh,
4: I, it's so much more fun than her previous albums. I've tried like uh, delving into the like mm. two albums before this one, and this is a lot more fun than those other ones. It's like you know, uh, a pop version of what Japanese Breakfast does. I don't feel like the rest of her albums are quite so uh, I, I guess that reflects on the joy as a theme, right? So I'm, mm. I'm gonna stick with that, but that's my uh. The Michael Limitado doesn't listen to lyrics, uh take on it, <laughs> where it's like, I mean, I obviously had to look at the lyrics too, like you, Mike, but it was just like, I don't know, it's just fun. It for the most part, it's fun, it feels full. The instrumentation mostly stays pretty upbeat. Like it only really slows down for posing for cars, but that's the closer of the album. So I don't mm. know. There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I had something. <laughs> Any Do you other... usually have nothing? Uh, no, I always have to go freaking last. And then I just Sorry. seem like a dumb idiot every single time.
1: Well, like you go first next time. Like, like, good. Well, if... I'll steal yeah, all like... the good ideas, right? Away. <laughs> we're, we're, we're optimizes.
4: Um, but like <laughs> I'm the dumbest I... on the pod, so I shouldn't go last on anything, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like I got like um any other the any other things you just want to talk about like broadly in a in in a way like I, yeah, like any, any, I don't know. There any thoughts yeah, like, I, I, I
0: was, I was like, so on board with what Michael said about how like, this is so much more upbeat than other records, but then you lost me and you're like, it's mostly upbeat. I'm like, this record has like three upbeat songs and seven really slow. I, right, fucking I guess songs. you right.
4: But it's, it's, that- it's more pop. It has more of a pop No, no, I agree. I agree. You're yeah,
0: right yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, More
1: pop-like I, structure to it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I should add to what I said earlier about, like, I knew who Japanese Breakfast was before, but I didn't listen to Japanese Breakfast because it's... I, this album encapsulates how I feel about a lot of artists, I guess, sort of in this genre, which is, like, I feel like I've been tricked. Like, <sighs> you listen to one song, and you're like, sick, I'm going to listen to this artist. And you look them up, and you listen to their top 10 songs on Spotify, and you're like these are all fucking sad. I wanted yeah, like yeah. a cool, you know what I mean? B-Suite like I heard is,
1: It's the exactly. Trojan horse. Yeah. yeah yes, B suite is, is a
0: fucking bot. B suite's been on every playlist I've made since it came out in 2021. That song's great. And then I listen to this out, the rest of this album. I'm like, where the fuck are the other B Sweets? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like, it's the epitome of like, it's not for me, you know,
4: I which think, I think you're right. I think I had come into this knowing kind of that B suite was the, the, like banger of the album kind of so i guess that then i'm able to approach it knowing like it's way poppier like i even like to listen to these other songs the other albums i'm kind of they're much more sparse seeming um i i kind of skimmed through them but these are very full-bodied in their like instrumentation the production on them is really really good um mm-hmm. she said that she was I was reading an interview where she said she was inspired by Bjork mm-hmm. um for yeah. this album and you can definitely feel that and especially with like feeling there's not a lot of empty space on this album
1: so yeah it, it's like it's interesting that she loves Bjork and Kate Bush um because those guys are weird those like <laughs> artists are very strange <laughs> but they're somehow mainstream that somehow everyone loves them and stuff like that. I because think that's what she kind of
2: yeah, <laughs> that, that,
1: that yeah.
0: kind of thing always sort of gets me when I like I, I Japanese. I'm trying to think of another example, I, like Phoebe Bridgers, I think is another mm. example where people are like she's so great. You got to listen to her. <laughs> and then I listen to all these sad songs. I'm like. Is everyone listening to these sad songs? I thought that pop music was supposed to be about like stuff you could play at a bar. You
4: know what I mean? Like this
1: is very, very sad.
4: Does Phoebe Bridgers even have like a a secret bop? I don't feel like she does. Kyoto
1: is like, it's a secret bop, but it's
4: like about her like bad relationship with her dad. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think you
3: you don't beat me to it, you know? yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been watching, uh, have you guys seen that show on Apple TV, Shrinking. Yeah. Not yet, no. but there's the,
3: uh, when he's biking uh, and crying, right?
4: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he his daughter learns from Harrison Ford, a normal thing to say about a TV show, <laughs> uh, that uh, <laughs> you should, like, listen to a song and just grieve for, like, 15 minutes at once, which doesn't seem, it's just, like, a plot device, right? And she's listening yeah. to I Know the End of Room, she's crying, and then she, the timer goes off, she stops, and he learns the trick, and he's like, wait, what song did he listen to? And then he's like... <laughs> biking and crying and, and this lady hits him with his car her car and he's on the ground crying and she's like i'm
1: so sorry wait well how are you already crying this much <laughs> <laughs> very good but it's i uh, i just love this idea that like because grief like like short circuits your brain where you can't feel other emotions like the the that suffering is so acute that you can't like you, you your your access to the other emotions are cut off and so she processed it through these two really sad albums and then this memoir and now she's like okay let me see some other, let me try some other emotions i think i finally am ready to like and this is also came out like post like pen like a lockdown mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i think people were kind of ready to like just experience joy but also like it also feels like being pushed out too early at the same time because like how do you like have an album about joy and like one of the songs is about like your dog dying and stuff like that? It's like so the thing that she said that like really stuck with me is like uh joy, it turns out is as complex as grief. Mm-hmm. It's like I think just like trying trying to find ways to be joyful, it's like so hard. Like and like I think when she's older, she might have a more concise way to express these feelings but i think right now she's like trying to figure that out
5: yeah i also think like like grief is like is like spilling wine on your favorite shirt and at some point Mm -hmm. initially you're like oh man like i ruined my favorite shirt but it's still your favorite shirt so at some point you just figure out how to incorporate this new stain into your wardrobe and then eventually Mm -hmm. you then have a new favorite shirt that you spill wine on and then that's your new grief that you figure out. You know what I mean? So in other, in other words, words, how much wine are you drinking, Stanley? I mean, <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. No, this
1: is the, by the way, this is an intervention. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know have, how like, got, you
4: spill wine on your carpet every <laughs> night.
1: <laughs>
5: we got three friends and a star of a Tina Fey show. to like, interview. <laughs> I mean, that,
1: that,
5: that would do the trick. No, but what I'm trying to say is that like, you know, you don't really get over grief. And so I think like what mm-hmm. you end up doing is in some ways you just incorporate that grief into joy, into these moments yeah. of, of happiness. And then every so often, even though you are surrounded by what seems to be pop lightness, there is a heaviness, a gravity that pulls maybe the listener or you as a writer down, well, down into that moment of grief. And so... I think that's where it becomes a bit confusing sometimes for a listener because you're looking for like "be sweet" is a perfect title because it is so um, satisfying, like a like a chocolate bar or something very sweet. I can't think of anything better than a chocolate bar, but um, <laughs> a nice tall glass of wine yeah, um, <laughs> with,
4: with a of sugar. The fruity overtones. Yeah, or, yes,
5: <laughs> but but then eventually you realize like too much sweetness is bad for your health. And so mm-hmm. you can't just have the the good stuff. You gotta have some of the nasty asparagus too. So Yeah, and that's yeah. like the What well, I'm hungry. I'm out, really hungry. I don't know why I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> hungry for
1: wine yeah. <laughs> like, you're like
4: Remy from Ratatouille you have asparagus in one hand and chocolate in the other yeah. and you eat both at the same time yeah, I, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> it, because that's what the movie Inside Out's about is like she actually like by the, the character Joy just like pressing the button all the time mm-hmm. she loses access to the other feelings and stuff where she needs to be sad she needs to like and the in the in that metaphor like she's been pressing the sad button and like releasing and releasing and releasing and then she needs joy Mm -hmm. and like it's like that's what makes life very beautiful and complex and interesting is like the fact that memories and and experiences are tinged with all these emotions at the same time and it's awesome uh let's let's uh talk about highlights around this break click (laughs) Hey, everybody, welcome back to I've been mean, to listen to that. Uh, we're here to talk about Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Uh, let's talk about highlights. Um, I'll go first. Um, I love my highlight is Paprika. That's my uh, highlight. Uh, it's a thesis, first of all, just musically. Um, it's so like the story she tells about this song is like she maxed out the number of tracks you put in Pro Tools. Um, but it doesn't like feel busy. It doesn't feel like it's too much going on. It feels it doesn't it feels like five instruments at the same time. like it never feels like it's like too much. Um, it's kind of like that that Brian Wilson maximalism. Um, and I like her voice. Um, there's like a Yoko Ono element to her voice where there's like a primal, scream but she's singing about joy and then she says it's like the thesis album thesis statement of the album where it's like she's grateful for to be a music like she's grateful to be a musician making a living making being a musician like how does it feel to be at the center of magic to linger in tones and words like but also like she says but alone it feels like dying all alone i feel so much Like So it's like she finally got the life she wanted ever since she's like a teenager and she's grateful. And that first chorus is like a verse of gratitude, a chorus of gratitude. And then she reveals like, but I also feel this. And then the second chorus is ambivalent gratitude. It's like will I crash? Will I, will this like, will this hit a wall eventually? Like I'm living my dream. I'm, this. I'm, I'm showing off the power of music. I'm going to Coachella and like playing in front of all these people. Like this is the life I've always wanted, but like, you know, there, there's, I'm still like troubled in so many ways. And like, I, I think it's, I think it's so cool. So that's my highlight. Any thoughts on paprika?
0: <laughs> I wrote two things. One, it sounds like early 2000s Saddle Creek records. And therefore, too. It sounds like music that the girls I had a crush on in high school would have listened to, like <laughs> the instrument. I was like, it feels very, um, I don't know, like metric, like Dirty Projectors, like Tilly in the Wall. It just mm. it it evoked a certain. I th- I think. How old is Michelle Zonner now? That roughly my age, right? Yeah, probably like yeah, around yeah. That, so yeah. I think we have roughly the same like touch points for like music as far as like timeline you know what i mean like what did we listen to in adolescence and it's like oh i can f- i for sure can feel that like omaha nebraska indie 2004 sound like
4: really strongly in this particular song it's throughout i think and i think it sets up the rest of the sound like you were saying andrew it is that pro tools every track is used on pro tools like you are here it's very full like all of the it's very max it's a. Uh, I don't know, trying to, like Phoebe Bridgers, if she wanted her music to be more fun, like that's that's the thought, <laughs> kind of the thought here, you know? Light mode, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. She's finished building the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, let's turn to Mike. What's the highlight song from you? I mean, I feel like we've already touched on this, but Be Sweet is
0: like, it just, it got my number. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. that that bassline is so groovy. It is undeniable. It works. I remember, like every playlist I put it on for like summer of two thousand twenty-one, every person would be like, "Whoa, who is this?" You know what I mean? It feels like a universal truth. It is yeah. so good. I didn't even take notes on. It. I'm just like, oh, I already know that's the highlight. It's such. It's it's a perfect song. You yeah, can't beat it. It's it. a perfect and song. It's, and it. I understand why a record label would want to make that the lead single, but it is such mm. a disappointment to listen to the rest <laughs> of the album.
1: It's like if, like, um, you know, call, Carly Rae Jepsen put out "Call Me Maybe," and then the rest of her discography is like <laughs> yeah, Tom exactly. Waits.
0: No, like, exactly. Like, That's wait. a really, really good comparison because people who don't listen to Carly Rae, Carly Rae don't get it that like she is a legitimately <laughs> good musician.
1: But that <laughs> Mike, you're grabbing me by the scruff of my neck, like
0: <laughs> yeah, pick just, him up. <laughs> I feel very passionately about. Like Carly yeah. Rae Jepsen is a genuinely great artist who's. Yeah grossly misrepresented by the one pop song she puts on every record being the lead single every time
4: okay her music is
0: amazing
1: she's in my top top five i would say yes yeah i think like the reason i like one of the reasons i like thought oh mike would be a great guest is like uh like i i saw one of your tweets about carly ray jepson and stuff like that i was like oh shit he cares about this stuff (laughs) (laughs) we're buds um so yeah i like this does feel like there's an element of like I think one of the stories behind this is like, she had a writing session with someone and just was like, let's make a perfect pop, Let's just make a great pop song and stuff like that. Like, and like mission that's, accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like <laughs> there's a banner, like everything. Um, and like what Harper was saying of just like, maybe not all these songs are about her. Like they're literally like autobiographical in that way. Um, but the idea that like she's singing to her partner, I want to believe in you. I want to believe in something like the idea that like, is everything okay? (laughs) Like, is everything like that's even that is there's still a little bit of like weird artiness and a little bit of like weird, complex emotions in this very perfect digestible, consumable pop song and stuff.
5: It's the best kind of pop music. Like, like when I heard this song, I I was, I was thinking again, I hate to be like, I was thinking about my relationship but I was thinking about my (laughs) relationship and I'm like, I hope that my partner holds me by to the standard of Mm. me, you know, making sure that she continuously believes in, in us and me and how I contribute to us. And, and it just made me so happy because I'm like, yes, challenge accepted, you know? And, Mm. and I I think that sometimes you're in a mood, Stanley. It's the wine. It's the wine. (laughs) wine. (laughs) I had a bottle. Um, and it and yes maggie i know i know <laughs> and um <laughs> and and it's like also when you make perfect sorry <laughs>
1: maggie not right no, now don't keep talking <laughs> <laughs> when
5: but when you make when you make perfect you don't want to go back and make perfect again so i can imagine her like like working on this perfect pop song and be like all right fuck we nailed it there's no way we can nail this moment throughout 10 times, the, ten times. Like, so let's just not even try like, you know what I mean? Like, Tell or that just to like Carly a- Rae Jepsen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, or she writes like,
4: she writes two bazillion
5: yeah. songs for every
3: album. Yeah. Heads it down to twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or which just is like not if, true. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> if there's like a record label who said you have to replicate this, to, then it'd be a less joyful project, all in all. Even and it's I, my thing. I wrote was like it feels. I love that she's adding to the karaoke canon um, because those <laughs> songs like it's B-Suite is so perfect for karaoke. Uh, Tactics is so perfect for karaoke. It's uh, karaoke is like this place where you could like sing the saddest song, but it's like joyful because it's like you could sing Whitney Houston or you you could try to sing Whitney Houston. like. Uh, For the record, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Karaoke to me is like, when someone is like, I'm going to do an Adele song. I'm like, I'm going to I, the bathroom. Dude. I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not here for you to sing your take on a soulful ballad. I want songs that everyone in the karaoke bar can scream along to
5: at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, there's like a floor to beats per minute on a karaoke well, song. You know well, what I Mike, mean? Well, here's yeah. the thing. Now we're going to, I love this conversation so much because <laughs> I think you're right. If someone tries to sing Adele and they actually think they can sing like Adele. But if you recognize that you can't sing and then you try to sing in Adele and you get everyone to sing along, it, it is the perfect type of karaoke. Yeah, right? like, like I love singing November Rain by Guns N' Roses <laughs> and it's like I can't sing, but I do it because it is such a long, sad, brutal song that when you sing with all your friends, it just becomes this long, amazing, hilarious moment. You know what I mean? No, no, we don't know what we mean. Okay, I'm (laughs) not on board, man. I'm not on board. But B Suite, B Suite is phenomenal. It's perfect. Yeah, that's like very singable. Very. It's
1: not like there's no like. Uh, take It's not like Take on me Where like they, You, right, yeah, you yeah. set yourself Up for failure <laughs> No you had line. me
0: When you were like Be Sweet's karaoke song I'm like god And you are like So is Tactics I'm like absolutely <laughs> yeah, exactly. In no way <laughs> shit. If you no. put
1: on Tactics
0: At the karaoke bar I'm leaving And yeah. you're paying my tab
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was smiling When Andrew said Be Sweet's karaoke song And it turned slowly To a frown <laughs> As uh, As he added Tactics to the list I do not want to come To your karaoke party If you were saying Tactics either <laughs> <laughs> Although the last time I did karaoke, I did uh touch my body
1: by Mariah Carey. And it was Ooh. not a hint.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is hard to sing. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about like the karaoke-ness of it all is like, it's, it's, I love it. Like, it's interesting. Uh, karaoke as like kind of an Asian custom, because there's like a lot of repression in some of those communities. And like, this is the place, this is the appropriate place to just let it all out. And like, you could be like some businessman or some like straight A student and still love karaoke. It's like so cool. So this feels like Western a really Harbor. good
3: time for me to plug my Instagram account karaoke scenes. This is real. I just oh that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, just scenes from TV and movies that are where people are doing karaoke. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. Do you
4: have the girl <laughs> singing S&M? going s s s s <laughs> and m m m what is that, in? Seen that video no i don't th- I, from tiktok or something oh, it's okay. not from a movie <laughs> but it's so uh, good <laughs> <laughs> well
3: that sounds like so, something i deeply enjoy
4: if there's a movie about my life that scene will be in it i promise
1: <laughs> Harper, what's a low light uh, highlight i mean
3: highlight okay uh predictably i'm gonna pick a sad one um i or it's not uh-huh. sad it's just um kind of down posing in bondage i don't think it's mm. sad but it is it is slow it's a slow one and i really like it yeah. because i love the like ambient music at, kind of in the background at the beginning it feels like it feels really james blakey at first mm. to me oh, yeah, um, yeah and then you know as it gets into it it feels like very purity ring to me these are all like very much my vibe i love a i love like a kind of weird vocoder you know modulated voice thing with noises and electronic stuff uh yeah so i really like that one and i one one thing that i thought because I, I like just finished the book a couple of days ago was um, yeah. there's a line in this song that I think is actually maybe also in the book or it's very close. Um, she says those who have felt pain and those who have yet to, it's like when, when the, mm-hmm. when people are divided into um, those who have felt pain and those who have yet to, and that's, that's also, I think in the book. Um, so I thought that was neat. Um, but yeah, no, I just really like the vibe of this song. It's it's very, I feel like it's different than some of the more exciting ones like Paprika or Be Sweet for sure. It's a different vibe, but I really like it. And I feel like this goes back because I have I, I did listen to Old Japanese Breakfast, which is also kind of sad and down. Like Roadhead is really a song I listened to a lot uh, back in the day. So yeah, this was just for me.
1: I, I love this song in terms of just like uh, wrestling with themes of monogamy a little bit. Um, the idea that like, and just like the contradictions that come with that, uh, sorry, Stanley, but like the idea of like, uh, (laughs) like the idea of just like the, the contradiction of like wanting to be free and wanting to be an artist and wanting to express yourself all the time. But then the contradiction of like being in bondage of like, but people also like want love and want relationships and stuff like that. And like freedom is also isolating and And confusing and you're you're adrift and it's lonely like she talks about like she can't like sit alone with her thoughts basically because they're so intense and so posing in bondage is this idea this like primal need for just like someone to be next to you while you're doing it and it restricts your freedom but also is freeing at the same time it's that that contradiction there so Mm -hmm. it's really cool
5: i love that a lot Cause that's exactly, that's, that's life. Like that is like the, I, the pursuit of humanity is, is yeah. Like doing whatever makes you happy and then finding someone that makes you happy enough to do less of what makes you happy. Mm. Yeah. well <laughs> that was deep That was genuinely
4: deep When you, when you <laughs> yeah. drink a
5: lot of wine You get to the places
4: <laughs> uh, S- Lee's favorite song Is Adele's I drink wine That's what he sings At karaoke <laughs> Yes um, and He sings it at a karaoke And everyone like leaves Do <laughs> you, you want to hear it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. could not sing that song to you. Like I can't remember the melody of I that can't song, either I
3: do want to live in that music video though. It's such a dream. Mm, it's yes. uh what's his name? Is it Kendrick Sampson, the actor, isn't it? And she's just like
0: Oh, is that the the black and white video?
3: I don't know if it's no different song Hello. Yeah, right. She's just like floating down a lazy river and like a beautiful oh. man hands her a glass of wine. It's like, you know, there's nothing better. That's it. I, yeah i, <laughs> I hey,
4: just sounds like, <laughs> like heaven she was in her lying era when she said was. this is around when taylor swift released the like you know 10 minute version of all too well and she's like there's actually a 30 minute version of i drink wine it's like <laughs> that's not true Adele. <laughs> tell the tell the truth <laughs> like i'm sorry that's a lie um I'm going to transition into a highlight so it doesn't yeah. get taken. Uh, Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, mm. Kokomo. Uh, I think this song is so beautiful. It's very moving. Having listened, like read the lyrics, it's very uh, sad. Kind of talking about someone gone. Talking about someone who might be coming back. I think it could be about her mom, given that context. Um, but um, it's very moving. But I think the song itself is so Pretty. Um, it's like an Animal Crossing song someone wrote lyrics yeah, to yeah, I think it's uh mm. it's so, she also writes like video game scores too. Yeah, so, I, like, and yeah. I hear that a lot in this song. It's it, I mean it sounds like Animal Crossing. That I, I use I use my metaphor too soon, but the like <laughs> bump 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 that's throughout the song, like it reminds me <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Throughout. Uh I love the line like uh God, I felt so much like that, I was soft like a dune like that's such a beautiful line um there's like yeah it's like uh it's also like i think another theme of the album is like just like the difficulty of just like feeling so much all the time like the difficulty of just like being such a sensitive person like it's it makes it so hard like it, and like the difficulties of like being an artist difficulties of just like being in love or loving someone and like it's it's so Hard, but it, it, it gives us songs like these and stuff like that. Like it's, it's really great. Okay. So any general, any other highlights that we haven't gone through, um, before we uh, go through low lights a little quicker.
5: I like in hell. Um, I think it's, uh, ah. uh, uh, not a bop, but I, I really enjoyed the, like that, like sound. Um, den, 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 den. you take them all glasses
2: off the shirt.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and it connect that Sorry, thought. Really good. I connect that thought, and I'm just looking at the lyrics. Like, I like that line. Like, hell is finding someone to love. Like, because that's right. That's exactly what it is. You know. Oh yeah, I am emotional. Man, this sucks. I, not suck, but it's, it's great. It's great. But it's like, like I'm yeah. in my feels listening to this album because it's like, yeah, like, like it's like you feel as if. There's so much writing on every decision once you found the person you want to be with. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whereas when you're by yourself, it's like there's no consequence to messing up. Mm. You know, but now it's like everything is consequential because everything you've wanted is in front of you and all you gotta do is just not screw it up. And and that can then lead to you screwing it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I like that. And I also like the outro on um the last song. uh Posing for Cars. Oh, the the big guitar solo? Love mm-hmm. it. Love, love, yeah,
0: love, love, yeah. love. I did like that. Yeah. I, I like that guitar solo. And then the guitar solo on um, Savage Good Boy, it felt like a Ratatat song. And a, like mm-hmm. that specific guitar tone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really dig that. What I was going to say about Kokomo Indiana was that it, I, I wrote that musically it sounds like a Beach Boys song, which I think is funny because Beach Boys did Kokomo. Yeah. Like it right. sounded like a Brian Wilson just like Apparently lush. The,
1: the best song called Kokomo. Like that's like
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um and but then lyrically I wrote it reminds me of uh Maps by yeah 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 Yeah's mm-hmm. the you know, mm-hmm. just like my yeah. lover yeah, is yeah, yeah. out there in the world and all I want is for them to come back to me. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley's take on this hell is so interesting because like um and like i think that's like the benefit like this is not like a dig at all like i promise but like this is that's the benefit of like not doing research on <laughs> this song like not knowing <laughs> literally what it's about because you can make your own mm-hmm. like i i hear all that and that's so beautiful but like um when i read it it's like oh it's about her dog that passed away like and like the specifics of that. Wait, In Hell is literally about, about her dog. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like the, that's the story behind it and stuff yeah, like she, that. Should fooled me.
3: She like yeah, put yeah, her dog did. to sleep. And I think she she talked about how like, you know, it why couldn't why couldn't they do this with her mother who they watched like her suffer for years oh, and sure. years and so, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like uh yeah, very sad. Yeah. Wow,
0: that really got me I, I do like this this song In Hell, lyrically because it like I, like hospital songs really just like get me. And I don't know. I mean, like I've had people die in my life. Everyone has, you know, yeah. but it's not even like a particular, it's not like, Oh, it really strikes like a core memory image. It's like, it's, it is such evocative imagery that like, it's, it's simple. You don't have to think about it. It's like, everyone can relate to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a universality in that. There's, there's a lot. Um, the wonder years, another band from Philly has a song called dismantling summer. That's about like having a loved one in the hospital, um, this punk band called Touche Mori one of my favorites, they have they have a whole album called Stage Four about the singer's mom dying of cancer. It's just like that, like I can listen to that album front to back and cry for every single song. You know what I mean? Like I actually feel cheated now knowing that the song is about a dog.
1: But like it it, it it doesn't really say explicitly, this is about my dog. Right, like yeah, like yeah, right. This is the um uh
0: Dear Theodosia from Hamilton was originally written about a dog, too. <laughs> yeah, like
1: but like it's but like um I, I think it's I like it in terms of just like it's about her dog, but it's also it's clearly about her mom yeah. and that core grief, because it's just like when, for example, like when I get heartbroken yesterday or something, I'm thinking about the time I got heartbroken in like middle school or whatever, mm-hmm. that core thing. And then just like it gets reopened. And so it's obviously it's about her dog and like losing a companion. But it's also about like, man, this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. This is just like, yeah, I think it's great. Okay, let's go through low lights. Wait, was Dear uh, Theodosia
4: really written about a dog? A dog. I, I, I might be thinking of the wrong
1: song.
0: Uh, no, no, it's Dear Theodosia. My yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. is about
1: dogs.
4: dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> <what> was <laughs> it called
1: Dear? <laughs> it's <laughs> about like giving your dog a vaccine. <laughs> like, yeah,
4: yeah, Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. bucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. so.
1: Uh, <laughs> low lights. sit speaking of dogs sit is a little (laughs) you know (laughs) um it it feels like this is a song about just like uh you know like have lusting after someone even though you're in a relationship i think that's kind it's kind of interesting like because it's a lot like the idea that like uh navigating monogamy and desire is difficult but it's also a normal human being those feelings don't contradict loyalty there's a quote by her where it's like, I like it in terms of just like, it's, it's letting her have this feeling and expressing it honestly and then just letting it go in the song. But I think it, it, it's just like, I don't remember the melody. It doesn't feel like a full song. It feels like one of those Mitski songs where it's just like a half song. Mitsuki, thank you. That's
0: another example. That's the same category. Of just like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, you gotta listen to Mitsuki. And then I listen to like five songs. I'm like, w- what is happening? <laughs> she
4: has two <laughs> bops though. So at least
1: you got the two of them. I love Mitsky. Um so yeah. that's a low light. Uh any any uh any low lights from anyone? Tactics. I heard Andrew sing it at karaoke the other day and it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. I
4: was like, uh, uh, uh no, I, I actually just don't like tactics very much. I think uh I think in hell and post- posing for cards are so much stronger. I think I'm a lot more critical about songs at the beginning or at the end of an album and it just mm-hmm. doesn't make the cut.
1: It might be a low light for um, Michael because it sounds. It reminds me of like the melody reminds me of "In My Life" by the Beatles, where it's just like this very element yeah, Like Michael is this. Beatles. <laughs> They're unfortunately going to come up a lot on our music podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I am in a, I,
4: I, I am in a personal fight with every alive <laughs> member of the Beatles still. So, I actively. <laughs> Uh, underbid on uh, what's his name's
1: Microsoft Paint art. Who,
2: who does that Ringo, again? Ringo. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo does Ringo that. Center. Microsoft. Paint.
1: Mike. At one point, some some other time, look up Ringo Starr. MS Paint art.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, so I thought you were going to explain the deep lore of Michael <laughs> hating the Beatles. I'm like, this must be a podcast thing. I'm not going to comment on no, it. That's <laughs> it. It's like, it's,
4: no, I just don't like the Beatles very much. Well, we have one episode where we just like the Beatles stink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is a very hot take for a music podcast. It's a very podcast. hot take. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I love this. Like, I think the song's great in terms of just like being about dads and just like you love your dad, but you can't be next. He, he, you drive each other crazy. So there's going to be distance, but with that distance, you're able to like express love. So there's this like longing elemental element, like, like a force of nature element to the song. Um, Any, any other lights from, or just stray observations, just stray obsies. I,
0: I think that Sit and Tactics for me are both like, um, I don't want to misrepresent myself and say that like all slow songs are bad. It's more of just like, uh, like, because you can have a slow song that, I don't know, what am I trying to say? I If you listen to this album front to back, it works as a cohesive piece, but like yeah. I cannot start on Sit cold. Does that make <laughs> yeah. sense? Like I can't wake up in the morning and fire up some Sit. Like I have to listen to those, first five tracks like ease my way into it and then i'm like oh now i'm in this mind state you know what i mean Mm -hmm. which is again like it's just not for me some people they their brains like are wired like sit is a bop i'm gonna listen to that cold but i'm like i got it's got to be a sandwich in between be sweet and something else you know what i mean
1: i it's like it reminds me of that like that tweet about just like reaping and sowing and just like me, me sowing like, haha yes, this is awesome. And then me reaping like, Oh no, what did you (laughs) (laughs) do? But it's like, it's like, it's also like, uh, the first three songs are such like great pop songs. And just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a great artist and stuff like that. And then just like living with the consequences is just like, oh, no, it's really lonely. (laughs) Like, oh, no, I have these conflicting feelings. Now all this stuff. And yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Last takeaway, just like I just want to like point out really quickly is just like the the Savage Good Boy song is like just a great pop song. And like I think thematically it's like the idea of like being a billionaire is another form of freedom and bondage. Like the idea of just like you're buying companionship, but also like it's hollow. There's no end to it. Instead of enjoying your billion dollars, you have to make two million, two billion dollars. And also be mean to be horrible to trans people and stuff like that. It's like, it's like that, that thing. I think it's interesting. So, okay, let's go through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of 10. A fun metric at the end. Uh, this has been great. Uh Mike, what's your rating and review? Oh God, you had to start with me. <laughs> um You want to start I, with someone yeah, else? Yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 no. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do it right now. Okay, here we go.
0: First four tracks, nine out of ten. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Back half of the album? Four out of ten. It's, wow. it's not it's it's not for me. I and that that's the that's okay. like inherently flawed thing about ratings. Like I do think that so many people uh, like it happens with movies all the time where people are like, I fucking hate this movie. It's the worst movie ever. And it's like, well, it made a billion dollars, so it's not bad. It's just not for you, you know? And I think that this album is like, it's not for me. I think that overall, as an album, if this is your thing, it's like an eight and a half out of ten. This is a solid album, <laughs> but it is so
1: not my thing. <laughs> uh yeah i guess i i guess i have to say eight, eight and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you, like, if this is your thing <laughs> if you're a little freak that likes if music this is your like deal this. if you like to sing tactics at karaoke <laughs> like one uh, of those fuckers <laughs> like, uh okay uh harper what's your rating
3: yeah no i this is very much my thing and i'm a big fan of phoebe Bridgers, and Mitski and every other person that was <laughs> mentioned here today so um yeah Recently. i'm gonna yeah. give this um nine out of ten pine nut porridges it's for, the, mm. for the, Cute. The, the the book heads out there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: I I actually really like this album. Um, I think I have a good in on this because I really like Phoebe Bridgers. I really like Lana Del Rey. I really like pop music. So like somewhere in those circles, like I find what clicks for me in this album. Right. Uh, it it, it I will be listening to this more. This has made made the cut. Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, as a little freak that likes this album, I'm gonna have to give it nine
5: unread memoirs about. Cancer out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley, where are you? Yeah, I I think it's a really awesome album to listen to in the car. I we actually we drove to Montreal to go see David Cross um uh, this weekend and we we're listening to this album nonstop and it, it really just put me in a, a zone of vibe and an emotional state. David Cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I was wondering. Yeah, so it was uh, a really cool listen in the car, and, and ever since this weekend, I've been listening to it nonstop. I I love the vibe of it. I love the uh, the emotion attached to it. I like the joyfulness of it. I'm gonna give it eight and a half because Mike said eight and a half is the rating. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it eight and a half. Hey guys, let's start a, mo- a book club out of ten. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like it. Stanley, uh, can you only listen to this album wearing uh, blue cutoff jean shorts now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will starting now. <laughs> okay, so um, I when growing up, I used to love I love and I still do. I love American chain restaurants. I love hamburgers. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. I love Five Guys. I love all those places, obviously. Um, but with um. A lot of pop albums I would compare to places like that where it's like you get like a hamburger and then you get fries and then you get like mozzarella sticks. And they're kind of in the same family and stuff like that. Like it's kind of in the same family. Um, But this is like a really beautiful like home cooked Korean family cooked like Korean dish where it's like there's kalbi and then there's like there's kimchi and there's like this weird acorn like jelly thing and stuff like that bean curds and whatever and it's like i'm like oh there's the main dish but there's also like oh this one's a little tart this one's a little like you know pungent and stuff like that and this one's like a little like and but like what at the end of it you're like oh my god that was an amazing meal i feel so loved i feel like so it feels like that so yeah, eight point five. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit. Mine should be eight
4: point five as well. I'm redacting my old score. <laughs> I didn't mean to put a ceiling on. I feel
3: like... I'm committing to nine.
4: Um, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's there's. I'm the wrong one here. Do you know what I mean? I understand that this, I just, I'm not the target audience and
4: that's okay. That doesn't make it not good. It is good. Mike, you're right about
1: this art. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one.
5: 8.5 memoirs that I read out of (laughs) 10. Mike, Mike, we're just trying to be sweet. You know what I mean? yeah yeah oh nice oh
1: uh-huh. all right so
5: it's <laughs> wrong month wrong month i shouldn't have done that
1: okay so like uh yeah what? So, french laugh month no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh <laughs> flpi <laughs> no, no, no. i can't
3: wait until francophone month
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so yeah like uh mike this is so lovely uh congrats like congratulations to you for being here <laughs> thank you so much it was a huge accomplishment I worked really hard I'd like to thank my team um, congratulations Andrew's really working on that. I started that sentence and I was like I guess I have to finish it so uh this is so lovely. It's so nice to meet you. Like we had, we had some great laughs along the way. Um, So Mike, what would you like to play? (laughs) Like, Oh boy, not much. Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: I, I'm going to be doing a a small play at the Hollywood fringe festival this year. If you're in LA Uh in June, it's called monkeys. It's written and directed by Bernard Bajan. Uh, Eugene Cordero will be the star of it. That'll be a lot of fun. I I have to go to rehearsal for that in like 20 minutes. So Uh, that's what's on my mind um yeah and uh, follow me on socials i'm at my cablon everywhere um but also i hate social media so don't i don't there's nothing worthwhile there it just kind of feels like if you if you want to follow you can yeah. Except that
4: karaoke uh, video of that girl singing SM, which everyone should watch. Uh,
1: yeah, watch Mr. Mayor on uh, Amazon Prime Freebie uh, Peacock, uh-huh. I imagine. Check that out. Actually, no. Only Amazon Prime Freebie. What? what? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you
0: cannot watch NBC's Mr. Mayor on NBC nor on Peacock. Oh, that's, that's funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He, he got, got th- kicked th- out of office.
1: Unsubscribe. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
0: why I kind of like don't plug it because I'm like, I don't even know if I get the residuals for it anymore. It's been oh. sold off. You know what I mean? It's that so – it's lost on the internet. And it, support the writers if there's a writer strike at time yeah. of recording. We don't know. Mm. But next week we will know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my plug. Awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram. You can follow Stanley at Snap us on Instagram. Michael at Taco on Instagram and Twitter. Harper at Harping About on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, email us at i to listen to that com. Uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and uh, uh, Spotify and uh, yeah uh, Mike what song would you like to play us out with?
0: Oh fuck I remember you putting this in the email and I didn't think about <laughs> it
1: Oh God! I okay. also put read the memoir in the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like okay, it.
0: I gotta um. Okay, now oh I I talked about so many bands during this. I feel like I have to pick one of those,
2: right? Pick, yeah, pick one, yeah, yeah. Be from um, the album. Okay,
0: okay. If we're gonna talk about like uh your your mom dying of cancer, oh. um.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay,
0: stick with me here. <laughs> Hear me out. Um, no, I, I mentioned this earlier. There's an album called Stage Four by a punk band called Touche More. Uh, let's do a song called New Halloween by Touche Amore. All
1: right. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.
4: Click.